What's up, everybody? This is the Gym Therapy Inc. Podcast. Please follow along with us as we try to bring mental health awareness to a small western Pennsylvania town. Let's go. I don't know what to do. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. And a trust tree was in the nest, are we not? Um, I would never want to belong to any club that would have someone like me for a member. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I'm going to do an episode. I'm going to do it a little bit solo. Not a little bit solo. I'm going to do it completely solo because I'm solo. I asked the girls and Jesse if they minded. No one, no one really did. This is the – we're going to do – we're going to talk about Damon Hamlin football. And, uh, you know, it's a, it, was a, it was a tough thing. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about Gym Therapy Inc. and Green Fire CrossFit, Green Fire CrossFit certified nutritionist and certified CrossFit coach, physical trainer, Trista Long has decided she's going to give everybody the first month of the year free. So January is free at Green Fire CrossFit and you don't have to worry about any culty CrossFit style um, treatment there either. She, uh, I think she is very mean and makes me hurt all the time, but she won't do that to you, but she'll push you enough that you'll, uh, you'll, you'll start to feel better. You know, with exercise, you got endorphins, all that jazz. It'll make you feel a lot better. I don't need to sell you on the benefits of exercise. You just need to go out and do it on yourself. Um, I, this episode is also brought to you in affiliation with spring dam brewery company in roaring spring. Uh, it is a prohibition style, uh, brewery run by a friend of mine, Anita Baker, and her daughter just opened the vault, which is uh, a cafe in there too. And now it's a brewery. Just understand if you have alcohol issues, don't go. They have great food though. Um, Sunday, they're going to do Southern fried chicken with Belgian waffles from 11 to 2. And then they are open 11 to 4. Uh, Wednesday night, tomorrow night, which would probably be tonight, is it's actually tonight, but it, you're going to miss it, but it is trivia night. Um, celebrities lost in 2022. Everything's themed there. It's a great, great place. Um, they have live, live music Friday night. Uh, the Pines will be there from 7 to 10. Saturday, we'll have live music. Dr. Dave and Erica will be there from 7 to 10. But it's really a fantastic place if you're down in in Blair County. They Anita did such a, such a good job. We'll talk about her some other time, but she was a really, really great friend, a, a leader, um, a teammate, she pointed out a lot of things to me over, over the years. And, uh, we worked together for about seven years. She's just, she's just a really good person. Her, uh, her daughters are fantastic. They're, uh, really good people. Her son-in-law, actually, if you want to follow frozen, Trent, frozen trident kennel on Instagram, he one time smuggled a dog astray out of Afghanistan because the, you know, he just, met the dog and that's something you have to do. And that's an incredible story. And he has, last time I looked, I don't know, 40,000 some followers on, on Instagram. So I would check him out. I'll put some pictures and some notes in the, in this, uh, with food and whatnot on there. Cause you obviously, you know, if you're listening to this, you, you know, I'm an eater. Uh, all right. So Damon Hamlin, uh, Monday, Monday night, around 5 6 p.m. I was I was sitting here and I I don't know if these two things are related but I was sitting and my stomach was just like nauseous I didn't nothing else just a little bit of nausea 
and I said to to Megan, I was like, man, I can't I can't wait to watch this game tonight. And I I do think Joe Burrow and Josh Allen they're they're both top fivers um, in the in the league. I think Josh Allen possibly could be he might not have the at the end of his career, he might be one of the best quarterbacks ever. I know Tom Brady's in there, but half his Super Bowls don't even count, so I don't, I don't care about that. Um, Joe Burrow is just going to be—he's a winner. He—he's great. I just—he's one of my favorite favorite football players of all time. Um, but what happened? Obviously, uh, T. Higgins caught a pass, come across the middle, and he hit Demar Hamlin right in the chest. T. Higgins had nothing to do with this. He just happened to be in there. When I saw the play, I didn't think that the um, I don't, I didn't think the hit warranted the result. And I know that might sound a little funny to you, but it was just, the hit was so, it was so perfect. And I don't mean perfect in a good way. I mean, it just happened to hit him right in the chest. Um, and you can find all the medical stuff on online, why it happened. It just hit him in the perfect time that his heart stopped beating. And when your heart stops beating, I mean, you're technically dead for a few minutes. And when I, when I saw it happen, like he, hit and then he stood up and then when he died i was or died fell i thought I'm, oh my god that guy's dead um fortunately for him um he did he did on a football field where there is medical attention immediately it's a 24 year old guy with a you know extremely healthy heart through diet and exercise once again um had that been you or i we we wouldn't be here um, and that is, that's big because you, when you're playing sports and I'm very curious about what the fallout is going to be on this. I'm very curious about how parents are going to react. Um, I don't know how I, I feel about it. I don't think, I don't think there's, I think there's going to be a knee jerk reaction. It would not, uh, make me not want to play the game anymore because you can't live your life scared. If you, if you live your life scared, that's when you're that's when your anxiety, that's when it wins. So uh, I would be curious to talk about, talk to more friends and family about what they think about it. It's just a, it's the, the odds of this happening are the same as being struck by lightning. It's just not, it's just not something that happens. Um, in 1971, there was a player that was killed on the field. Um, there was a soccer player two years ago that went through the same thing, but when he, he, you know, he was good the, the same day. What was so eerie and unique about this was you could tell by the reaction on Stefan Diggs's face and you could tell just the reaction on the field there was just this eerie silence and I don't I don't even know how to explain it most of you if you looked at that post I put on our our page you'll probably you can see why you felt like that that there's some technical terms in there that um, I'm not getting into it, also um, Monday night there's a police officer in Bracken, Brackenridge that was killed. He's a chief. His name's Justin McIntyre. Um, and I know there's probably a lot of you sitting here thinking, well, why don't we talk more about them and, you know, the soldiers that, that are killed too. And I, I think over the years we've become desensitized to, to that stuff. I know that I don't have any immediate friends. I do have a couple of immediate friends that are police officers, but I don't see them every day. I don't talk to them every day. Um, I've never been a police officer. I've never been a soldier. I have, you know, I spent 13 of my first 18 years playing football and I thought about it every day. And I, 
I acted it, acted on it every day. And it was, it was an outlet for me, even though I didn't, didn't realize it. Um, because in real life, whenever you make a mistake or, or you do something, you have to, you know, kind of reflect and go on and do it in football or baseball or basketball. It was like, all right, let's hit the gym. Let's, let's shoot foul shots. Let's run plays. Let's get out in the field. Let's throw, let's, let's, you know, let's lift, let's get bigger, let's get faster, let's get stronger. There were simple fixes to that sort of stuff in life. And they, and in real life, they, things aren't that simple, but you kind of have to take the same approach. You kind of have to go back to the lab and, um, and uh, take care of yourself. But Monday night, there was a woman, and I don't know her name. She's the one that took charge. She actually said, hey, Josh, um, Joe Burrow, get, get your players give Damon Hamlin the privacy, surround your players around him. She is the one that grabbed the defibrillator. She's the one that directed traffic to get the, um, get the ambulance. If I can find her name between now and the time I, I uh, edit and post this, I will, I will put her name in it. But the PFT commentator on, pardon my take through Barcelona sports, he kind of said it best. There's two places in the world that he would want to have this happen to him. He said, uh, on a football field because within a few minutes he was getting CPR and he said the other place would be inside an emergency room, which is, which is kind of right. Had to, as I said before, had this happened to you or I, it would be, um, you know, you don't get that in 10 minutes. You're, you're probably dead. This is a pretty, pretty significant thing. And I don't think, uh, I don't think I need to kind of explain any more about that. Football games, are very, very, very physical. And they're physical. Um, it's one of those things when, you, when you're when you on the field, you're anxious, you're nervous, and then the, the first play happens and you get hit. And it's like, okay, relax, game on, game on, we can do this. And Coach Jim Harbaugh of Michigan, who just lost in the uh, semifinals of the national championship, he claims the human body craves contact. It needs to be wrestled around. It needs to be fought. And I'm sure there's ways you you're following me here. Um, uh, but in you have, you have to be physical and there's a lot of times people will knock the Steelers. Like, why are you running? Why are you running up the middle? Why are you running up the middle? Um, you run up the middle in the first quarter. And when you, when you do that sort of stuff, the linemen are going forward and they're getting bagged and they're getting hit. And they're, they're, they're basically in mini car crashes where quarterback hands off the ball is out of the play. Running back gets in there. The, the best running backs never take solid hits. They, they, they can kind of squirm and weasel their way in between people. Um, they do take hits to the side and whatnot, but it, the best running backs don't take hits head on unless it is situationally they should. And um, so they don't quite, they do get hit in the head a lot, but they kind of shifty. They're kind of shifty. Um, quarterbacks, when they do get hit, they used to get hit very hard. And now, Thankfully, they don't. Um, and I, I know there's a lot of people that will be like, well, NFL should, you know, play two-hand touch and they should play flag football or they should put dresses on the people. Um, a lot of those same people are the ones that are knocking the NFL right now for how they handled the DeMar situation, Damon situation. And you can't have it both ways. You can't have it safe and you can't have it uh, people going going as fast and as big and as strong as they are right now. The average NFL lineman's like well over three hundred pounds. It's I don't know the number, it's, but it's it's like three fifty. I remember watching the um, uh, 
Cowboys Bills Super Bowl in the mid '90s, and what came up was, uh, it was the biggest lineman in NFL history, and they averaged 300 pounds. If you go to a local high school right now, you will see a high school, 18 year old kids, 17, 16 year old kids, you will see 300 pound linemen, and you cannot have 300 pound linemen that run sub five forties. And you can't have guys that are 230 pounds that run, run four, three forties and whatnot. And, uh, take hits like that. Your brain just cannot handle it. And back in the day, 314 and eight pounds is what they weigh. The average NFL lineman. Um, and nine, eight, 10 years ago, it was 15 years ago, 20 years ago, it was like 280. That's 30 pounds. That's a small child. It's a Labrador. Labradors are smaller. It's like a border collie. Um, your head, whenever you get hit, no matter what the outside protectiveness is, your head, whenever you get hit, your brain sits in like this little bit of a uh, little bit of a gel. And when you get hit, your brain, your head stops moving, but your brain starts moving. It's like when you're in a car and uh, the the bottles you didn't never throw out of your car fall forward and hit everything. That's what your brain does. It comes forward and hits your head and it damages, damages your brain. So um, you can't take that out of the game. Uh, the best way to do it is if you've seen the players with those uh, eight crate looking things on the outside of their helmet during, during the game, that kind of slows down that, that, that click, that, that ringing, that big helmet to helmet. But um, I don't think the NFL is ever going to adopt that because they don't really they don't really care about player safety. Like they say they do, but it's a multi-billion dollar business. And I don't know if it still is, but at one time in, I know it's been up to at least a couple years ago, the NFL is a nonprofit. The NFL operated under the same way that we under operate. So certain things, taxes, I, they, they had so many breaks. The NFL is, I love the players. I love the game. Um, NFL itself is, pretty it's a pretty crooked business but i also man the world of business is so is so tough i don't want to say it's crooked i the the nfl itself is a very hard business and there are some shady things going and they they don't care about player safety they all they want is money they want entertainment and they're gonna continue to play as as I think we should. I, I, I really don't want football to go away from this, but if it saves lives, I don't know. I just think by I just think by the Super Bowl people will completely forget about it. Um I I know that how I played the game was um I tried to play it within moral and ethical rules. I, I remember this game, I was only 14 and i was playing um uh it was a it was a school that recruits players i'm kidding it was bishop carroll and one of their uh running backs i was a corner and he came on my side and he he hit the the end kind of square but when he hit him his shirt came up and his ribs were exposed and he was probably he was going down but i was uh heading towards him and I was going to, I was going to hit him, but as he was going down, uh, there's no need to. And after the game, I was talking to 
uh, one of my friend's dads and I was like, I was like, his ribs were exposed. Like I, I couldn't. And he's like, I would have hit him. He said, he would have hit you too. He's like, you break his ribs, you get him out of the game. It's the only game we lost that year. We lost it by two points. So um, that's just not, that's just not how I played. It's not how the game should, should be played. Uh, I know that the, the modern NFL goes, plays a lot of passing and it is a lot across the middle. And when you go across the middle, it's, it's very, it's very dangerous. That's why they took some of those plays out And Hamlin a couple weeks ago was involved in one of those. He was involved in a head to head collision and he's been thrown out of games and he was thrown out of games at Pitt and, you know, on the field and off the field, he's a, he's a little bit different. He's got these charities and he, he seems like a great young man from Western Pennsylvania, but did, did him going across did him previously get a, get ejected for targeting influence his decision whenever he hit T Higgins. If he would have put his head down and shoulder their side, maybe that doesn't happen, but he's upright and Higgins hits him right in the chest and at the perfect timing. It is so complicated to move that fast, make decisions that fast. And there are so many people that are so critical of these guys and say, put on a dress, put on a dress. You can't even hit people anymore. Um, linemen have it, have it the worst though. Cause it's just that bang, bang, bang. And line, I've heard, I've heard linemen say this before when you, when you pass all game. So in pass protection linemen, you know, good stance, arms out, they're staying in their position and they're moving backwards slowly. They're moving backwards slowly. Well, there's something in linemen's head. If you're moving backwards slowly, it, it affects how you play. It affects your brain. And I, I thought this is funny. If you're always moving backwards, it obviously affects you like that in, in, in a negative way. Linemen say, we love the run because when you're run blocking, you're moving forward. So not only do you have to establish the run, just uh, so you do ha- establish your physical presence and you hurt, uh, you do you do physically hurt your guys. And at the end of the game, that uh, imposing your will is very important to close out, close out football games. So, and that's how the playoffs are won too. Uh, I just, this was really tough, really tough. Like when it, when it happened, I, I kind of mentioned like at the beginning, I, I felt weird and I, and I don't think it was a premonition. I think it's just a, a coincidence. I, I don't know, but I've also heard a couple other people talking about that. I think that's confirmation bias. It's like, yeah, I thought something was going to happen and then it did. So maybe we did, maybe we didn't. Um, I just, I thought this was, was something that we needed to talk about. I thought this was something it's it's really important and it hits home with a lot of people and uh i hope this was interesting i hope you maybe learned a little bit about um about football but a couple things i don't know but um yeah just uh take care of your loved ones that was that was you know i'm sure mrs hamlin didn't go into that game thinking uh i might lose my son tonight you know and the nfl did a good job about getting her down in the stands onto the field without any credentials and getting her into the ambulance so she could she could ride with her son um this was this was a big deal i it hit really close to home for a lot of us and uh i've seen players on my own teams have to be life lighted um i saw one get life lighted but then came back to the uh the gym we were sleeping in uh it was during camp three three practices a day um and was put all the uh, 
beds together and was WWE style DDT and people. So that was one of the dumbest things. He just was on a life flight and then came back and did it. But that's the dumb things that teenage teenage guys do. Uh, but um, all right, guys. Uh, thank you for listening to this solo episode, and hopefully it uh, hopefully it turned out turned out pretty good. But uh, as always, love you guys, and uh, go outside. It's nice out. Go outside when it's not nice out too. Don't slip and fall.